Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of In Conversation. And today I'm going to record an episode on my own. And I'm going to talk about a topic that I have been dancing around for quite some time now. And I was in conversation with my beautiful friend Tia this morning, which you're going to hear a lot of like the beautiful little drops of wisdom that Tia gives during conversation. And we were in conversation this morning about um, the coaching industry and mentors and who we take our mentorship from and, you know, where our guides and our guidance come from, like outside of like the spiritual realm, obviously, you know, we have the open channel to source, God, whatever it is. But then, you know, if we look to like our physical guides and mentors, you know, what what is the thing that encourages us to go with someone and more importantly where am I feeling that there's like a super huge gap in the conscious community in terms of uh, coaching for women in a midlife phase (sighs) like my good self and other women who are mothers with children at home maybe that tiny bit older you know we know what it's like to have a life without kids and now we know what it's like to have a life with kids and you know i i get super triggered sometimes listening to some of the advice in the conscious community from women who don't have children of their own and yes here we go here comes all the women at me this is not an attack on women who don't have kids and this is not making a judgment on women who don't have children and this is not a women who have children versus a women women who don't have children issue because you know in the conscious community we're past that because we've dealt with our sisterhood wounds and I say that so facetiously because (sighs) big deep sigh we have not uh but this is not about that this is about having a recognition right for what it's like to be someone with kids forging your way in some pretty um tough going territory making you know um dropping in to what is your transformation creating a business and doing it all while you have young kids so that's the theme for today so let's cut to the heart of it so welcome my name is Nat Quirk I started this podcast about a year ago and then jumped out of it because you know everyone during COVID was starting a podcast and then I thought you know what fuck it I love being in conversation and this is something I want to do for myself and I feel like like I just spoke to there is this huge gap for women in a midlife stage where we're just not I don't feel like we are seen nor heard there you go that may trigger a lot of younger women in the conscious community but that is a genuine feeling for me without malice or judgment in for someone who is in that just short of 50 age group not that we're going to talk about that too much uh, nah, jokes. I have no problem with it. I actually love getting older. As someone who has been through the cancer journey like myself, 
every year is a fucking blessing without sounding all Pollyanna on you. So, you know, when we, so let's, let's unpack this from the start. So when we say, you know, I am firmly in the camp of a pro personal development space and I am firmly in the camp of pro personal development where we look at um, that intersection between developing ourselves and, you know, um, the beauty of magic, shamanic stuff and, uh, spirituality and now some would say that's the conscious community but you know i am the, the more i drop into this space the more i am looking to sort of get a healthy distance from that and there are a number of reasons there which you know i'll go into on another episode but today i just want to talk about you know what comes up when we choose a mentor and where the gap is and i particularly want to speak to the issue that women in my age group so 49 on with children who are under 10 experience in terms of we're pushing up against this old paradigm and we are pushing back on uh you know we're put behind us is like so we're pushing up in this old paradigm of like very much oppressive patriarchy and you know behind us is coming like this new wave of woman who the reality of being raised just between these you know coming up in life just in these two generations there is such a huge 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 um difference huge difference the the amount of opportunities that are available let alone the perception of the fem the female and how drastically that has changed in my lifetime is you know pretty phenomenal and also very exciting but you know women in my age group we sit in this like odd little niche where we're like pushing up an old paradigm behind us is coming a couple of generations of women that don't really really have an understanding of what it was like for us coming up in this space of you were still very much seen only for your well very much perceived in the lens of what does your physic your physical beauty including body um afford you but also here's all these opportunities so you can we still want to judge you with this lens on like how beautiful are you and uh, eg from the male gaze not from any other perspective so from the male gaze how beautiful do we deem you to be but also here's all these opportunities which if you want to be viewed as an independent woman you're going to have to take these so a real like some real conflicting like sweets spots not sweet spots some conflicting spaces there right in terms of like what we're going to give you and don't think for a second that this wasn't handed over by you know a very outdated patriarchal system and what we're still going to judge you on so how we're still going to deem your value how we're still going to construct your value and uh and here's these opportunities that we hand you and we're still going to judge you you're still going to be judged so, so fucking heavily if you don't 
look a certain way and you don't make the most of these opportunities over here because you know like i'm an independent woman yep you know that one no we're not going to bust into a beyonce medley which possibly no i'm a no i'm a no on that one that's a distraction okay so you know we're in this unique position so when we look for mentors like we are looking in my experience obviously also just want to caveat that all of this is like my experience of the world this is my lens of the world these are my biases these are my perceptions this is my program this is my experience this is my filter this is all generated from my unique set of circumstances that give me a particular perspective on the world so yay for me but here we are um so you know i i feel like we when we look for um mentors when we look for someone who is possibly where we want to be but not to we can still recognize they're not that far ahead of us because we can recognize that like oh i'll have what she's having you know oh i like yeah she's expressed or she's confident or she's as i have been told in the last week several times how raw i am uh which i i personally i i don't get but well, maybe I do get a little bit, but I think it's not the right word. I don't think you're describing me accurately. Let me write a bio for you. But in all seriousness, like when we're looking for these mentors, right, these people that we're potentially going to take some cues from, that we're definitely looking to be in proximity to, and that we're looking for some of that magic that we see in them to rub off on us. When we're looking for that, there has to be a relatability there, right? There's a level where we relate to that person, where there's a resonance and potentially a depth of resonance with them, depending on the price tag associated with our little program offer we've got. And I, you know, full transparency, I am a coach. I work with women around confidence and, you know, I've done a lot of personal development work. So I feel like I've got a fairly good perspective on some of these some of these particularities to the coaching and personal development industry so when i i feel into like you know we want this resonance we want this depth of resonance and depending on the price tag you know what we're willing to invest in our coaching is you know um that that gives us it doesn't matter who you are or how evolved you say you are how integrated you say you are it gives us a, a we form a judgment around how much we expect like what sort of access we want to this person and what we anticipate picking up garnishing having rub off from this person because you know we're investing our resources even the most evolved person with the most evolved un unattached uh, or detached money story is still going to have expectations around investment otherwise you know how do we make a wise investment for ourselves and money's a resource right so now that i've just totally skirted that issue let's get down to it so you know when we are saying yes to these mentors and we're buying into these programs and we're dropping the thousands of dollars to do it you know there is an expectation of what's going to flow back I don't care who you are there just is there's an expectation of what's going to flow back what's going to be activated within you now for me i always say to clients it's like if you show up you know we will we will ignite the activation within you you have to show up 
to show up in the right mindset you have to show up with a certain like belief system you have to show up you know willing to do the work and willing to take ownership of your particular set of issues and you know blah blah that goes with that um so you know all reasonable right but in that space we are looking for resonance and what i am or what i have really experienced in the last sort of six months in the conscious community and the pd that's personal development in industry terms uh space is that there are a lot of there's a real groundswell of like younger women you know coming forward no babies yet or maybe they've got babies but maybe they're younger and it's a different like the expectation of these women is very different to the expectation and programs and messaging and belief systems of the women in my age group that's just facts right we're just raised in two different times and you know i i feel this real like for me, I feel like there's this real pitch to work with older women, but there's a lack of resonance and a lack of wanting to cultivate and really have that like empathetic perspective of what it is like. You know, I, I don't know the amount of times that someone will talk to me about morning rituals. I'm just going to throw a few things out there. Probably still sitting in a, tr probably still sitting in a trigger on this. So you know, warning trigger warning the amount of times that someone will say well what are your morning rituals like and i'm like babes i have a seven-year-old and i'm a single parent so unless i get up at five and we also have a beagle who's very high maintenance it's called harvey if anyone's looking for a dog you know talk to me uh no jokes ryan would be so gutted me on the other hand might throw a ticker tape parade but you know in terms of like mornings yes you know there may be some mornings where it's all sweet i can like sit down and do some chanting and meditate and all the rest of it and that's fantastic and yay for me but then there are definitely those days where it's just ain't gonna happen and you know um could we just get an appreciation of what it's like to be a mother with kids and actually i would i would love for you guys to comment on the podcast or just drop me a note on what your feedback is is like you know as mothers like do we get a little bit tired of this thing about you know you need to create spaciousness in your morning and it's like listen children don't have a fucking cognitive awareness until a minimum of seven around just like some definition of personal space but introducing a concept of spaciousness for them just feels like they're being rejected by their mother that's just facts straight up facts children's psychology pediatric psychology 101 children like to feel a connection with you and they like to feel they like to feel attached to you they like to feel connected to you and that for them is a very physical thing at, at that stage of their life you know so fortunately for me i have a seven-year-old he's just moving out of this however we're moving into a very very much a time of like mum can i please show you this thing i'm doing which i love my son more than life itself but fuck me could i have a minute you know and seven years in i'm still like okay i really need that minute now no seriously i wasn't joking if i could just get that minute now that'd be awesome that'd just be amazing that would be i'm not going to get that minute am i righto so you know like i really just feel like i'm not wanting to point the finger at anyone i'm certainly not aiming to that but i'm just really like 
can we take some acknowledgement and can we act responsibly like some form of responsibility around what we are suggesting is possible for women and how to create that because right now I so feel like it's very much in the space of this well if you wanted it enough you would make it happen and I am also a big believer in you know your results are indicative of how much you show up right but and they absolutely are I'm certainly not suggesting that that's not you're going to get big reward for not showing up how you are or not showing up in the fullness of what's required to get to the goal right or to land the desire but could we just get an appreciation of like, like some reality around this that if you have kids it is very hard to follow the script or advice of a coach that does not or is not the principal caregiver of those children bang there it is I've dropped the bomb for me absolutely realistic right I am so fortunate in that Ryan is at school I am so fortunate that even as you know pre primary school Ryan loved childcare so you know only child he loved going for the engagement and the interaction and the friends and the activity so I was very lucky to have a child that actually wanted to be there and that gave me my days beautiful so blessed he's at primary school you know not so keen to be in the education system as what he was as a young tacker but you know we're working on that but um you know like I'm a time bender I'm someone who is a believer in the quantum space of time and when we are on we are on and the amount we can achieve in that set time is amazing however if I was to use a cliche I would say you know for a lot of mums there are only a certain amount of hours in a day and I'm telling you straight up as a 49 year old woman who has had her set of challenges over the years with a seven-year-old son I am fucking exhausted by eight o'clock at night like come at me with your no you know it's all a matter of like dead energy feels like it's dragging you yes it does I agree however sometimes we are just really fucking tired and that gets to be okay you know so I would invite anyone who is pitching at the mamas to just take a moment and imagine before you start laying down well it's your results are only going to be reflective of how much you're willing to put in uh what other beautiful chestnuts do i have just make space for yourself in your day oh my life is all about spaciousness i'm sorry i'm doing a shitty voice which kind of means that i'm i'm like not so mocking someone I'm possibly mocking people which is juvenile of me but anyway I'm in character um you know just take a moment you've got to have you time well that's great let me tell you how you time works out for me let's just give you a little insight I'm a single parent and I have a uh, a family relationship which I'm very happy with the structure of it but it means that I don't have a lot of support on a family level Ryan is also a donor sperm baby so we don't have another side of the lineage there to pick up any of the child caring responsibilities not not sad about it was the choice I made 
just being 1000% clear and transparent on our structure, how we are supported. I have a beautiful network of friends, but I also am very conscious of the fact that, you know, my son needs stability or I desire stability for my son. So we have certain people that we call on to um, like look, look out for him, care for him if I'm having a break which is beautiful and I'm so super grateful for it. But also, I had a baby later in life and most of my girlfriends were like, what the fuck, we're not doing baby stuff now. Which meant, you know, that while they love him, there's not a lot of them that put their hand up to be like, I'll totally look after him for you. So, you know, we have a system where it's either like with my parents and that's a limited, um, a limited uh, or has its limits calling in on that support structure so that may be one day a week maybe a sleepover you know um, or we have paid a paid babysitter now just to give you like you know I think I have a pretty good money story I'm also realistic about what goes out what comes in and uh, like child mining for a child person to mind your child your most precious thing in the world is a minimum of 25 an hour generally the general going rate is around 30. so let's just say that i did want to attend your like women's circle that started at six and went till 10. that just cost me 120 bucks to come and then because i'm me i'm probably going to buy snacks for the babysitter you know and ryan probably going to pay for some sort of like uh pay tv type movie situation you know and I'm probably going to tip them because, quite frankly, I want this person to know that I value them. You just had my most treasured possession in the world for four hours and he's not broken or injured or nothing happened. I love you. Thank you so much. A night away or a night off. I love that one. I'm having a night off. I'm like, fuck, I just need some time out, you know, is, you know, at a minimum, it's a minimum 140 bucks. Which, you know, again, great. But I can think of other ways that I would like to spend that $140. So, you know, when you are telling, when you're already like in your program, it costs like thousands of dollars for someone to register in and enroll in. And then your advice to them is like, you need to just create some space for yourself. Where's your you time? Just understand what you're actually asking of that woman. Understand what you're asking of that woman. And have some realistic like understanding of because if you haven't had kids and you're living in like the land of my partner's going to do this and this is what it's going to be like when I have my first baby and like honestly I so desperately hope that you know my my desire for women is to have a beautiful life and to if by me forging forward where I have and sharing my insights and experience if I can avert one other woman having some of the heartache and upset and trauma that I have by sharing all of this, then, ah, oh, my heart is full, right? So for me, anyone having their first baby, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for you. Like, well, I hope you have the most empowering, beautiful experience. But also, give yourself permission for it not to be like that, right? Give yourself permission for it to not be like that 
because that is the experience of many women and again because we don't have this like my birth doula and my birth was this and it was so easy and seamless let's just look at the stats on that okay and you can come at me with your arguments about like hospitals in the western medical system are highly interventionist maybe they are maybe they are but all of those situations I would 1000% stand behind where there was some form of intervention that it was deeply and dearly required. So this thing we have where we're like, no, no, you older women just didn't know what you were doing and now the younger vanguard is here because we're more open, more conscious, more... You know, I don't think I didn't do visualizations like before I had Ryan where I've visualized my vagina opening like a flower well my birth canal my uterus opening like a flower you know this certainly isn't the first rodeo in terms of women having children and doing it well and it won't be the last and there you won't be the first or the last woman who had a traumatic experience giving birth to a child I know I certainly did and I made a conscious decision because everything happens for me to not go into it too much. Like I was given books to study about labor and I'm like, I, I don't want that. Because for me, it was like planting a seed in my mind that if I didn't achieve that, then nothing else was going to be okay. And while yes, I needed to be informed, I certainly didn't need to be educated. That's the role of a midwife in my opinion and they were beautiful to me. But I had a highly, a birth that was highly, highly, highly intervened with. And, you know, I, like, hand on heart, the obstetrician who delivered Ryan came to see me two, two days after his birth and was, like, clearly traumatised and asked me would I like some counselling because my birth experience, in his opinion, had been so traumatic. For me, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know any different it was my first child and I didn't realize that that had been particularly traumatic I didn't really think it had been like to be really honest I remember just thinking you know like he came out a little bit differently but he came out and he was beautiful and healthy if not a little bit battle worn but you know I didn't feel like it had been any other way than what it was supposed to be You know, we all like to think that we are to plant the seeds for ourselves to have a different experience in something. I am doing this with menopause right now. I'm like, I don't want to get sucked down the hole of like how fucking bad this can be when I believe that as women it's just the next extension in our life, right? And I think under the patriarchal system and the, the way that a bias has been towards men and men's health in Western medicine for so long that we have been encouraged to think that it's all these terrible things and that we're going to intervene with these hormones and intervene with this thing and intervene instead of allowing women to like naturally go into the flow and rhythm of like adjusting to our hormones changing which you know full confession full confession is like fucking exhausting i don't have the mood swings but wow do i have the energy level stuff go on but again menopause is a podcast for another another time 
so you know like i want to go into this with like a complete open mind about it and the experience for what it is and as i encounter and experience things i then want to go down the path of where i'm drawn to in terms of my research but am i telling anyone that their experience was wrong no am i suggesting that like hey girls come with me let's find another way absolutely and am i saying that i can learn from the wisdom of the women that have gone before me hell yes hell yes so for me you know my invitation is is to really look at how we do this thing how we provide support and coaching and mentoring to women in like this age bracket for me that still have young children i am not the only one women have pushed back the the average age of our first baby being born over the last 10 years and i think it sits up around 33 now where before you know my mother was 23 years of age when she had me my dad was like my mum was 24 and my dad was 23 i mean are you fucking kidding me they're babies those people anyway surprise they like wow we're alive that's all good um but you know like the average age has gone up so older women are having their first babies they're sitting in this same spot as me and many of the women that i know where it's like we're pushing up against the old paradigm but then we have this new guard coming up behind us which is like almost i feel like at times like get the fuck out of the way that's not how it works ladies that's not how it works and we don't diminish here i'm going to get on my soapbox so everyone you know get a pen and paper and take some fucking notes we do not diminish the experience of another woman that is not healing the sister wound we do not set out to diminish the experience we do not set out to belittle what has happened before us and we certainly do not set out to not fully honor the experience and the richness of the women who have gone before us in this life everything is cyclical there is no new information should this be more obvious when i look at children's fashion and even you know in the conscious community the fashion i'm like wow raw linen it's like we've gone back to the start of the industrial revolution where we've just started to fabricate things including woven fabrics i mean i love linen but can we just stop making it look like i've come out of feudal england in it you know with the handmade shoes that also add to the fact that i look like i could be in a recreated version of another film version of robin hood <sighs> do you hear what i'm laying down where i'm coming from is that there is much to learn from each other and there is much to be given and there is much to be taken and gifted and there is richness for us as women and healing of the sisterhood wound and some of these nurture wounds we carry is due to the fact that we continually come up against each other with this whole like what would you know i know better you old ducks would not know i'm going to show you the way this works well what if you could just take a little bit from each and maybe be a little bit more respectful to those women who have come before you and really feel into and ask what their experience was 
because there is so much for us to be so much for us to learn here if we just got over the fact that we think we can do it better maybe it's just that we can do it differently so for any coaches and mentors out there you know and my invitation really is, is to lean into that space of when you are coaching someone who has kids and you don't have kids, just stop and think for a moment, just a moment, just a moment, what it feels like to have something, another living being, another living human being, completely dependent on you, completely, completely dependent on you down to the food you eat does this give my baby wind and to not take anything for granted you know i went into motherhood like mm, pretty confident sort of a little bit like questioning was i going to be okay at this and then holy fuck did the challenges come i had a premature baby at 36 weeks I had a birth that was highly intervened with. I had a son that they thought had hematomas because he was a Von II's delivery. I had a stage 2 tear on the right-hand side of my vagina wall, which now turns out in menopause. It's kind of a bit of an issue for my vaginal health. But anyway, again, that's another topic for another time. I had a baby who had feeding issues. I had to express. I was up every two hours. I was transferred between hospitals. You know, then he had wind, then he had a, what's that thing called, tongue-tied. You know, these things come at us when we have our children. And for me, I'm like, nah, it's all part of being a mum. I'm good with it. You know, but attitude and perspective is everything here. And to set out like you are going to be the first woman on the planet to do this is not the way to go. And to diminish the experience of other mums who are in your circle and talk to them about how to structure their days if they really wanted the results or they were really interested in the transformation. My invitation again is to sit back and think how it would feel to you, really, to have another life, a human life, fully dependent on you. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode we're trying to keep these to 30 minutes because i feel like that's a pretty good attention span let's leave it there <sighs> would love your feedback anything you want to share highly appreciated have a beautiful day and i look forward to the next episode